0: Yes, Jesus. Father, cause us to hear your voice. Cause us to hear your voice. Cause us to receive your word. Cause us to be able to understand the way that you speak. Cause us to be able to understand the way that you are, you are, you are um, leading us. Cause us, oh God, to be able to embrace your word. Amen. To be able to embrace your teaching, Amen. to be able to embrace your leading, Amen. to be able to embrace your direction, Amen. Father. Put inside of us a deep yearning, oh God, um, to be able to understand what it is that you are impressing on Amen. our hearts at every point in time, just like Samuel. Oh God, do not leave us, do Amen. not let us be, do not let us get satisfied, oh God. Amen. Um, we're just hearing your voice a little bit, or even going to bed without hearing you, but speak again and again, and again. Awaken us from our beds, beds in the night, Oh God. Amen. Take rest away from us. Take sleep away from us, O oh God. Amen. Oh not let us miss destiny. Do not let us miss our hour of dissertation. Do not let us miss the time, oh God, that you are speaking, that you are causing men um, to arise unto greatness. Father, we posture ourselves under you. We posture ourselves under your watchful eyes. We posture our minds, our spirits, our souls under you. We ask, Father, that you will be the one to help us navigate. Navigate through this earthly realm. Help us, oh God. We ask you, oh eternal one, that your voice we continually echo inside of us Amen. that you continually echo in our hearts. Lord. We say speak, we say speak, we say move, we say act, Amen. and we ask that you will give us the courage and the boldness Amen. to stand under the weightiness of your presence. Amen. Oh, so that whatever your presence requires of us, oh God, that we may attend to it in all diligence Amen. in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. God, we God, we thank you. Oh, thank you, precious Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Lord. In the name of our Lord Jesus. Amen. 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 Good morning again, everyone. Uh, It is always... Good morning. Good morning. It's always so good uh, to be with you guys. I was teasing myself. Recording in progress. And I said, I don't know if I'm a DJ or I'm leading prayers because by the time I wear this (laughs) headphone in the morning, it's only for me to have a tongue table to scratch, you know. Um, But I'm grateful to the person who sent me these headphones. Uh, They said because they noticed me struggling, you know, when it's time to like end a part of prayers, and I'm like, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. So they got me the headphones so that it can be. Um, please cover your cameras, please. Close your cameras, please. Just close your camera so that we don't get to see anything we are not supposed to see. Okay, thank you so much. Um, you know, so they said they noticed me, you know, trying to shout and get people to stop. So with this one, it's closer to my mouth when I say in Jesus' name. It's easier for people to hear me, and I'm not screaming in the morning. But on the other hand, it makes me look like a DJ. Yeah, I was like, she pray your rain, you know, but hey, whatever works, right? Okay, so um, it's I'm ready for everybody. Is it too early for a joke? It's never too early for me, but let's get serious. We are praying. Prayer is you know, a time when people don't laugh. You have strong face. If not, God will not answer, right? Okay. Okay. Um, strong yesterday, the Spirit of God began to um, speak to me about the things that He wants us to do and the advancements He needs us to make. And I felt in my heart that when, as the Lord began to speak about that, um, I sensed in my heart that the Lord was satisfied um, with the... The 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 leaps we had made in the place of prayer, and the things that we had touched, you know, uh, we had prayed about ourselves. We had prayed about our hearts, our spirits, our minds. In fact, we have prayed about so we had prayed about so many things, and I felt like the Lord was like, yes, 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 you know, um, a group of people who are not coming to say today, your this will happen, that will happen. Yes, we've prayed for things, but the things we want you know, in terms of material things have not be, been the focus of this prayer. To be honest, if I'm the one leading prayers, it, it would it most likely would never be the focus of any of my prayers, except the Lord categorically commands and says, hey, Isi, you know, I need you to to take a whole prayer. I want you to pray about, um, you know, people's finances, people's, you know, resources, pray for this. I want it to, cause there to be a release. Absolutely. But apart from that, it's never gonna happen, you know, because um what we're trying to, to do in the place of prayer is create a connection. Um, between heaven and earth, create a connection between us and God, Pray, create an unhindered interaction um, between the human and the divine. You know, we're trying to clear the airways, just like Samuel so that we can hear the eternal one um, completely and truly. Uh, because when we can do that, every other thing will be taken care of. Um, but usually there are things inside of us that stop us from connecting with God on the level that God wants us to connect with him. And so because of that, we go through life courses Constantly struggling, you know, consistently trying to um, gain all these resources because it's not easy anymore. The ease, you know, is taken away. But when you create a connection between God and yourself, the ease is restored, you know. So I felt like the Lord was saying, Hey, I I like all of that. And then God began to speak about the advancements He needs us to make um, in the world and in the systems of the world. And so part of the things that God began to say to me was, um, the strength of our offices, and our ability to translate our spiritual things into tangible solutions, you know, and as the Lord began to speak about this, um, he took me through different parts, and we ended up at the seven spirits of God, and um, one of the things I, I, I want to share this morning is uh, an encounter I had. I, I, I usually have, you know, um, different encounters with God. Some come in the form of dreams, some come in the form of visions, some come in the form of like physical encounters, you know, and stuff like that. Um, but this one, in this one, I had a dream and in the dream, apparently like, so I believe that there's an angel that works with me. And the angel's name is Idris, I believe it so strongly, because um, three times in my dream, I've had um, situations where um, somebody will come and deliver me and tell me, oh, is he, don't do this or go here or do that. And the person's name is Idris, you know. And um, I remember when I was sharing during the dreams and interpretation session that we had with barbie at oriental hotel about three weeks ago and i remember i shared a dream and you know when there was a flood on the earth and someone came and preserved me and i was you know basically we entered into a state of like coma and all of that i came out on the other side longer and short and I, I was like the person's name was Idris. and i remember the she asked me, oh have you checked for the meaning of the name i was like absolutely initially i used to think is it a human being like what is this? But then I realized that the encounters I used to have, every time this person appeared to me in my dream or the person said, say, oh, the Lord said I should save you. Or the Lord said, it was a messenger of God. So I, I then knew that, okay, this is an angel. And uh, when I looked at it, it it actually meant the Lord, but I didn't do a further study. So I was like, oh, okay. If you go to the root of it, it means the Lord. I was like, okay. I thought, is it the Lord? Is it the angel of the Lord? I just knew it was um, a divine being. And then when we shared it at Barbie's meeting, Apostle Tome sent me a message immediately and said, hey, Pia, have you considered that perhaps this is the angel that walks with you? And I checked and it actually means the glowy or the fiery Lord, you know. And I remember different times where people prophesied to me or I go into meetings and they're like, you know what, I just see fire behind you, the fire of God, the fire. I'm like, this fire people are seeing everywhere. Well, I don't know, you know. So, but then it it began to make sense to me. Now, even when we had um, that encounter during our prayer raid and people see this glow, you know, that looks fiery like a flame. And even when you look out, when it dissipated, it kind of looked like it had a life of its own. And it was like a flame. When it ended into the light bulb, it seemed like a flame that was dissipating away. And I'm like, oh, there you go, Idris, you're showing off, you know, the glory and the fiery Lord. Um, and even, you know, I, I also recognize that even in terms of prayer, Um, And the kind of ways in which God leads me in prayer and the kind of parts and the kind of audacity to declare, you know, I began to realize um, certain things that the Lord um, is doing and the kind of angel he's postured to work with me. I don't believe it's just one that works with me, but I believe that he is one of the major, you know, ones that work with me, especially in the affairs that pertain to destiny, the destinies of men, the destinies of people, the destinies of nation, um, and, and also as it pertains to and um, preservation and birthing and the seed. You know, so um yeah, I I believe that really strongly. I say that to you because so in this vision, um, Idris comes to me once again and says, um, and I'm like, hey, you know, What's your name? He's like, is he come? The Lord says I should take you somewhere. I'm like, okay. What's your name? My name is Idris. I'm like, okay, cool. No, I've been seeing you a couple of times, so let's go. And we're going out to this place, and then we get to this um place where it's like a. I see a waterfall, and underneath the waterfall there is a cave, and and you know before even the waterfall there are like um man made fountains, you know, and all. It looks beautiful, but you know. Mini spooky and all of that. So I'm like, yeah, what are we doing here, sir? And he said to me, he said, you know, walk forward and, you know, go into the cave. I was like, why? How would anybody go into the cave? You know, and he said, um, because the Lord wants to show you something. Um, I'm like, what does he want to show me? You know, oh. how- Outside is a pretty good place for him to reveal stuff to me. Like we don't have to go into the cave. And so he said, because the Lord wants to show you something. I'm like, what does he want to show to me? He says, the Lord wants to show you the seven spirits of God. And I said, okay. And I start to walk um, towards the cave and I woke up. When I came out of that dream, I realized that, first of all I was like the several spirits of God like what is that like why and I went back I started searching Isaiah and all of that but then one of the things I realized was the Lord was trying to show me the multiple operations and dimensions of manifestation of his spirit you know and I'm like okay God but I didn't fully understand it and it's taking me a while to come into that so yesterday when um, the Lord began to speak to me and say, hey, my people, you know, the, the places I want them to get into, we've dealt with so many things within them. Now it's time for them to begin to like prophesy and begin to walk in the strength of my, my office as God. And as it's, it's meant to I'll pray through them, you know, and he began to say the several spirits of God. They need to understand it and they need to walk in the strength of it. So, of course, I pulled up my notes. I began to, you know, go over it. And study. So if you go to the book of Isaiah, the book of Isaiah 11, and in Isaiah 11, the Bible says, There shall come forth a rod from the stem of Jersey. And a branch shall grow out of his roots. The spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. The spirit of wisdom and understanding. The spirit of counsel and might. The spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. His his delight is in the fear of the Lord. And he shall not judge by the sight of his eyes, nor decide by the hearing of his ears. But with righteousness he shall judge the poor and decide with equity for the meek of the earth. Now, here is um, this scripture in Isaiah 11, and it's speaking, of course, about Jesus. We know that. And it's speaking about the operation of Jesus. And it's talking about the way that Jesus is going to operate, you know, where he's on the earth. And he began, he begins to describe what we now call the seven spirits of God, you know, and at different points in time, the Bible actually mentions what is called the seven spirits of God. But every time you hear stuff like that, it's one of the things you just want to put in the same box where you put the book of Revelation, you know, where you put, you know, those spooky book where you put, at some point you take the book of Daniel, you cut it into two, the sweet parts is in the beginning where, you know, Shidrach, Meshach, and Abednego you know, the beginning of oh, we'll not eat this food, you know, but later it starts to get really crazy, you know so, you know, the, where you put those Books, yeah, it's kind of like where you put Isaiah eleven, um. But then there is a revelation, and there's a depth, and and there is a uh, there's a clarity and empowerment of God that lies within these books. And every time you see um the words of the Lord or the revelation of God, um, it's not just God speaking about who He is. As a matter of fact, when God begins to enlighten people concerning who He is, it is because God is enlightening them concerning who they are. God, the Word, Jesus. Is our mirror that is held up to our face, and it is the one that gives us a reflection of who we are and what we should look like. So every time you see scriptures, irrespective of how windy and spooky it looks, pay a closer look at it because it's also giving you a sense of identity and clarity concerning who you are, what you carry, and the realm within which you're meant to walk. um So here is it he speaking about Jesus and the coming of Jesus and the fact that when He's on earth, you know, the things is going to establish, but of Because we know that Jesus came and lived in the flesh and died and he's resurrected but he sent us the holy spirit so that we are replicas of him so that we are replicas of the life that he now has in god so when we see the scripture it's not only talking about when jesus was coming in the flesh or when jesus mm-hmm. lived on earth he's speaking about jesus the appearance of christ at every point in time and we know that we are christ in our time and so when we see the scripture it's also speaking about us and the manner of operation because we are the body of Christ. We are the ones that we fulfill the things that Jesus came to the earth to die for. And um, you look at, it speaks about all the spirit, the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of understanding, the spirit of the Lord, the spirit of counsel, the spirit of might, the spirit of of knowledge and the spirit of the fear of the Lord. You know, um, it speaks about all of these things. And at the end, it then says And his delight is in the fear of the Lord, and he shall not judge by the sight of his eyes, nor decide by the hearing of his ears, but with righteousness he shall judge the poor. So it begins to tell you that the reason why these spirits are in operation is for two things, so that he might judge and so that he might decide. So all of this, he says, and he shall not judge, but it's because of the resting of the spirit on him. He's able to judge accurately and he's able to decide accurately. The truth is a man is only as powerful as the decisions he makes. You cannot raise for yourself a, a, a realm of operation or a space of operation. Um, that is beyond the decisions you make. So the decisions you make, the judgments you pass, determine what operates in your space. So if you decide to stay away from food and you decide to come into the revelation of what fasting is like and seeking the Lord and staying in the Lord, the decisions you make begins to determine what streams towards you. You know, and the Bible now says that because of the operation of the spirit of God upon his life, his judgment is clear, his decisions are different. he says he does not judge by the sight of his eyes, nor the hearing of his ears, but with um, in righteousness and equity, he would judge the poor. So it's all about judgment, it's all about judgment. Um, so just like Solomon, Solomon began to ask God for something. And God said to him, you know, what do you want by reason of the sacrifices and all the things that you have done? And Solomon said, listen, you have given me a heart of wisdom, but now, Lord, I pray that you will give me the ability to be able to, de- de- to determine, the, uh, to be able to judge accurately, judge between good and evil. So he says, you have given me the spirit of wisdom, but now help me to be able to judge because it's not enough for the spirit to rest upon me, the product of the resting of the spirit must be the judgments that I make. And I have explained to you guys that the word that Solomon used when he said, help me to be able to descend is the Hebrew word bane. Now you see this word in operation, um, from the time of David and Goliath the Bible says that the children of Israel uh, were on one side and the Philistines were on the other side and there was like a valley like a gully between the both of them and Goliath would go there and from there Goliath would torment the children of Israel he would speak you know, against the children of Israel until David came and David went to battle. Now the, the, the same word that Solomon used when he says God help me to be able to descend between good and evil to make the right judgment is the word bane and it's the same word that was used when it says goliath stood between the children of israel and the children of philistine so the word bane is really the thing that stands between so the children of israel had a destiny to fulfill the children of israel had um, um territories to, to to acquire you know which included the territory of the philistine but what stopped them or what stood between them and the promise of god was the goliath so the word bane is basically what stands between the thing that makes it impossible to cross over the thing that makes it impossible to enter in it's basically like the interval between so solomon was saying my god give me the ability to know the interval between good and evil the thing that is the dividing point because you see if you don't have that dividing point you know good and evil most likely look like one so he now began to say that when the several spirits of god is upon a man he has the ability to obey to know the interval to make accurate judgment you know um and, and so now when judgment is spoken about it is related to good versus evil you know it's related to good versus evil every time judgment is spoken about and when you speak of good versus evil you now begin to look at eve in the garden of Eden and Adam and you know their ability to descend what is in that fruit and the reason why I'm saying all of this is because as I go on you begin to understand and as we pray you begin to understand the relevance of being able to descend good from evil Evil, the relevance of being able to distill it and how the seven spirits of God help you because the the, the, the strength of a, of a king is in his ability to meet out justice, his ability to meet out judgment correctly. That is why in um, Proverbs 31, people talk about it and say, oh, it's about the woman, the, the Proverbs 31 woman, which woman can really truly in this life do all those things that she wrote about only the woman, we sweep, we clean, we feed the house. Should we even sew so clothes by her herself with her hands that the people will we wear? That same woman will be doing importation, exportation, be doing farming her bar. You know, so it wasn't really like a standard. It is the 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 principle and what each of those areas represent. Maybe another day I'll talk about the proverb said one woman. But one of the key things in Proverbs 31 is that the mother, oh, King Lemuel, his mother is trying to teach King Lemuel what it means to be a king. And, you know, she began to say to him, do not be given to drunkenness. Do not be given to wine. It is not for kings. It is not for royals. It is not for people who are called to um, judge, who are called to, whose words would determine, you know, the destinies of men. It is not for such people to be given to wine. She said to him, she said, if not, you will drink and you will forget good judgment and you will not give to the poor or allocate to them what belongs to them. So basically she was speaking about the strength of his throne and his ability to um, execute and to bring good to the people. And she said, hey, all of that is determined by what you are drinking. All of that is determined by what fuels you up. All of that is determined by what intoxicates you. And she says, do not be given to wine. And that's why in the New Testament, Bible says do not be given to wine wearing in excess but be filled with the holy ghost but be filled with the spirit of god because you are a king and the king's ability to judge right is determined by what intoxicates him so do not be intoxicated by wine but be intoxicated by the spirit of god you know so that you can make good judgment so now the bible is saying because of the spirit of the several spirit of god upon him he shall judge accurately but not by the sight of the eyes not the hearing of the ears but he would judged by something else you know so when you speak about judgment judgment is connected with sight and with eyes you know it's almost like the eyes are the channel the sight is almost like the substance of the content the judgment is the is the object you know or the action now he says he shall decide so decide hearing and ears so how you decide is determined by what you hear is determined by what your your ears hear. So, if you want to be able to make the right decisions, let your ears hear the right words. Then it will determine how you decide. Um, uh, it says, and with righteousness, it says, but with righteousness, you know, is how he is going to. He shall judge the poor. So that now tells you that he doesn't um judge by the sight of his eyes. He doesn't judge by the hearing of his ears but he judges by righteousness. It now gives you a different perspective of what righteousness means. It now begins to tell you that it's almost like righteousness is the opposite or the parallel of ears and eyes. So what appears as physical ears and eyes in the realm of the spirit the parallel of it is righteousness. So righteousness is no more just a state where a person is right before God but righteousness is almost like the 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 hub of the spiritual senses of a man. It is almost like the administrative office it's almost like the place in the realm of the spirit for where a person sees a person hears it's almost like the, 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 the house of analysis you know for where decisions are made in the spiritual realm so righteousness is not just a posture of you know goodness and meekness and rightness before God but righteousness it forms the a major part of your spiritual senses so for a man to be able to judge like God the man must right, be righteous that's why the Bible says he has made us the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus so we are able to now judge like God we are able to analyze and decide like God because why we are not clothed in righteousness we have come into righteousness he says he doesn't judge by the sight of his eyes not the hearing of his ears but with righteousness is how he judges you know he says with righteousness and with equity is how he judges and decides I have said I I came to the end part of these verses so that you would understand the purpose of the release of the spirit. It is for judgment. It is for decision making. It is for judgment. It is for decision making. The reason why sometimes it seems like the church is powerless and the church is not infiltrating and the church is not making a change in the world is because the church has been taught that it should stay within the borders and the boundaries of a building and so people gather in thousands to worship, to pray, but the church has not been taught to judge the th- church has not been judged to decide you know and we, we had to come into that place because the purpose of all of these spiritual exercises in our gathering is that we arrive at the point of judgment is that we arrive at the point of decision making where we can say in Africa this is what the, de- this, um, the destiny of Africa should be and the church decides and we begin to you know raise um uh, create systems and uh, create structures and we begin to create enterprises and businesses and We decide by reason of the kind of business we are creating, how we want to craft the destiny of our land. So the church has come to a place where it has receded into worship and prayer and has stayed away from decision making. But as you go on, you begin to realize that the seven spirits of God is given to the church to be able to judge and to make decisions, to be able to judge and to make decisions concerning the destiny of the earth. This is why God releases his spirit. And now I will go into the spirit, you know, that God releases unto us. But before we go in, you know, Father, in the name of Jesus, we just pray that you open our eyes. And as we learn about your seven spirit, oh God, Father, let today become the day that determines the next 10 years, the next 20 years Amen. of our lives. Father, Amen. as we sit before your word, oh God, let something begin to arise inside of us, oh God, that Amen. as we hear about the seven spirit of God, let inside of us break loose and break free and begin to come into Amen. the strength of the operation of your spirit, oh God, Father, so that we may be able Amen. to judge, so that we may be able to judge, so that we may be able to judge and we Mm -hmm. may be able to bring Mm -hmm. your justice oh God, because Mm -hmm. you have called us Mm -hmm. to be kings and priests, the priests offer the spiritual sacrifices unto you, but the kings rule and they judge on the earth Father, we don't just want to sit down as victims anymore in this world, but we want to be able to determine the cause of the destiny of the earth, so Father, in the name of Jesus, even as we learn about your several spirits, we ask, oh God, that something will be triggered inside of us we ask, Mm -hmm. oh God, that something will be strengthened inside of us, let everything Mm -hmm that pertains to righteousness, that has been tamed by the culture of this world, that has been tamed by the lies of Satan, that has been tamed by the lies of hell, oh God. Father, let that taming break in the name of Jesus. Let the chains break in the name of Jesus that has domesticated the church, the church that is supposed to be the reflection of the lion of the tribe of Judah that, that has become domesticated by hell and by darkness and by deceit. My God, let that spirit of domestication break in the name of Jesus so that we might be released, we might be Set free we, oh God, might be able to fill the earth, and we might be able to bring forth the judgment of God in every system, in every area, in every sphere, in the name of our Lord Jesus. And so I pray for myself in the name of Jesus. I want you to make that prayer for yourself, that as you begin to learn about the expression of the Spirit of God, let something shift inside of you. Let something shifts inside of you, that you will be awakened to the knowledge of what it means for you to be a judge, that you will be awakened to your responsibility over the earth. Of the day that the king is made a king, and no more responsible for yourself, it is not just about how you feel, it is now about the people.
1: <laughs>
0: let me no longer hold back my needs and my talents and my calling my father as I begin to listen to the operation of your spirit that something will happen
1: inside of me this morning oh God that I will begin to confront the things that I need to confront that I will begin to arrive that I will break you into the earth that every initiative you have called
0: me to have and every way oh God that you have called me to establish That I will be able to do it in the name of Jesus. Let boldness arise within me, let courage arise within me in the
1: name
0: of our Lord Jesus. In the name of Jesus, amen. Why am I saying this to you? Because when you go um into the book of hebrews and you begin to look at um the things that those people did in the book of hebrews you then realize that perhaps we have judged um righteousness wrongly and we have judged faith wrongly because in the book of hebrews it spoke several times as the things that were counted as righteousness unto men you know and you then realize that righteousness um every time it was spoken about it was always associated with faith And faith was always associated with action. So, you know, when he says things like, you know, it was in righteousness, you know, and Noah built an ark and it was was accounted unto him as righteousness. Or when people moved by faith, it was accounted unto them as righteousness. You begin to realize that righteousness um, is almost like, you know, the action, you know, is almost like um, a realm that you come into their person's ability to see. So these people saw things, the Bible spoke about them. says They saw afar off, you know, and they told themselves like, look Whatever I do in my life, it is worthy of it because there is something I see and it determines the way I decide how I live my life. He spoke about this in terms of Noah, in terms of Abraham, in terms of Gideon, Jephthah, Barak, all of these people. They, they, they lived a life that was contrary to the trend of their time. And the judgments that they made was because of um, a, a realm that they were seeing from and the things that they were seeing, and it was accounted unto them as righteousness. So when you begin to hear them speaking about righteousness, Righteousness in Isaiah 11, you begin to realize that it's almost a, a, a different realm that you begin to see from and you begin to operate from and you begin to decide from. And you have an inheritance with the saints, like is in Isaiah 11, um, is in Hebrews 11, because of what you're seeing, because of how you're judging. Now, uh, when it talks about um, the several spirits of God, this in no way implies that. The Holy Spirit has got several personalities, though. Um, rather, it is seven expressions, you know, like, you know, the menorah that's um, that, that that speaks. So the menorah is like a lamp, you know, that they, they, they use in the Jewish culture, the Hebrew people is like a lamp. And I'm just going to show you a picture for those who have no idea what a menorah is. Um, I could have done a better job by just, you know, getting a picture of a menorah but I'm just going to show you my notes because I didn't do that. Please, can you enable me to share, please? host? can you enable me to share? Um, so I'm just going to show you a picture of what the menorah looks like. So w- when it says that um, the seven spirits of God, at different times, it spoke about it as, you know, like lamps. It spoke about it at different times as, you know, the eyes that were on the lamp lamp of god he spoke about it you know as the eyes that roam through our food, that that looks through the earth you know it describes it in different ways but one of the ways it describes it is like a lamp so uh, when you look at the picture of a be warned is my notes i drew it with my hand do not judge me and when you see my doodle by the side still do not judge me uh, so this is my notes and can you see my notes please Yes, V.A. Okay, great. So the menorah is like this lamp that has, you know, this connection and what is in the middle, you know, there's, it's also supposed to be a lamp in the middle. So in the middle is the spirit of the Lord. And then you have these other spirits that are like twin spirits that are connected to each other, but they reflect different kinds of light. You know, but the the spirit of the Lord is what sits in the middle, is what supplies oil, you know, to these other spirits and the functioning of these other spirits. And so there's a reason why I have shown you this picture. And if you have your notes, you can just draw something similar to this and keep it in your head keep this picture in your head so that every time you think about the seven spirits of god you think about the spirit of the lord and you see it as the central focus oil supplying spirits to the other expressions and then you also remember it's almost like twin spirits the fear of the lord is connected to the to the knowledge of god um the spirit of counsel is connected to the spirit of might The spirit, or excuse me, the spirit of understanding is connected connected to the spirit of wisdom, and what jo- supplies all of these joints is the spirit of the Lord. So just keep this image um in your mind as we go on. So um so it's it's not like the Holy Spirit has got seven spirits, but it speaks about seven expressions of the of the spirit of god it speaks about seven expressions not that there are seven spirits that's not what he's talking about now you see the way that The Bible speaks about the fruit of the spirit and the gift of the gifts of the spirit. You know, they all speak about the personality effect of the Holy Ghost. So when you talk about the fruit of the spirit and the gifts of the spirit, it begins. It begins to describe, you know, the personality and you know, love, joy, peace. You know, all of these things is how you appear when you have the gifts, when you have it, and the the, the fruit begins to show in your life. So the fruit of the spirit show us the character expression of Jesus. The gift of the spirit show us the power you know that is at work when when the gift of the spirit is in a man you begin to operate a power but the seven spirits is the administrative work of god so completely different things the fruit of the spirit shows the character expressions of jesus the gifts show us the power but the seven spirits is the administrative work of god and i'm saying this to you so that you begin to understand why it is so critical um to walk in this, you know, the to, to understand the expression of the seven spirits of God so that you might be right be able to rightly administrate the will of God on the earth. So the reason the gap between um judgments by Christians and establishing, you know, systems that that, that cause heaven to invade the earth. The gap between that and where we are right now as the church that is locked behind the walls and praying and, you know, and all of that, the gap between it is our understanding of how the seven spirits work and the fact that it is for administration. Now, in in Job or in Revelation 1 verse 4, you know, you begin to see John and and, and John, and he says, and John, to the seven churches which are in Asia, grace to you and peace for him from him who is and who was and who is to come from the seven spirits who are before his throne, he began to say to John, he says, "Hey, John, to the seven churches and uh, to the seven dispensations of the uh, of the church and the seven expressions of the Church of God through the time season of the earth, you know, but he was now referring to it and say, "Hey, the seven churches in Asia, grace to you, and peace from him, who is and who was now, Grace is the ability to work and to labor." with god or like it was god that was doing the work so grace labors with you he says grace and peace follows you from the one who was existing who is existing and who we consistently exist. He says, and from the seven spirits who are before his throne. So it was associated the seven spirits with grace and with peace, with the ability to labor, with the ability to do the will of God, and to do it with a sense of peace where you can, and I tell people that peace is not just a feeling of calmness. Peace actually goes to wrestle against rebellion. So when the storm was rebelling in the boat, Jesus looked at it and said, peace be still. So every time that Christ called for peace, he was calling for peace almost like the, the, the army of God that goes to quench a riot. So when you hear peace, you are not just talking about oh, calmness and stillness. You are talking about quenching the riot and the rebellion of hell. So it says, hey, grace, which is the ability to labor like God, to function like God, to execute, you know, the office of God, almost like um, um, a Roman uh, general, you know, that goes out on behalf of the of the government and you're able to make decisions and peace to you coming from. He says, um, and, and, and from the one who was, who is, and is to come, you know, which speaks about the presence of God through all times and dispensations. He says, and from the seven spirits who are before his throne. So the seven spirits are before the throne of God. They are located. At the throne of God, they come from the throne of God. Now, the throne of God communicates the admin, admin center of God. Because when you speak about throne, it says the the he says um the earth is the Lord's, it says the heaven is his throne and the earth is his footstool. So heaven is where the throne of God is located. That's not where God is, but that's where his throne is. And the throne speaks about the administrative center, the throne speaks about um where the rulership comes from, where the judgment comes from, where the decisions come from, where the planning comes from. That's why you begin to hear things like, you know, the angels are in heaven. Why? Because they are the ones that do the work. So they have to be where the admin hub is. Now it says that the seven spirits of God are from the throne of God. So that means it speaks about the fact that the seven spirits have a work to do with God's admin and a work to do to the earth. Because it says, I'm grace to you and peace from God, you know, from the seven spirits. So the seven spirits of God are sent into the earth. This is different from the gift of the Holy Spirit, which is sent to the church. The gift is sent to the church. Those of us that are believers, the, the, the fruit of the Spirit is to the church. So it helps us functions function as believers. It's between ourselves, within ourselves, you know, for God and all of that. But the seven spirits is sent into the whole world. Into the whole world, not just the church. It is sent to go and function. In the whole world. So, if you are listening to me today, and you have a calling from God, and you know that you are meant to interact with the world, not just with the church, you need an activation of the seven spirits in your life. You need to understand the expression of it. If God has given you a mission, a commissioning that is going to cause you to engage with kings, cause you to engage with nations, cause you to engage with people of all of, from different spheres, and you are saying to yourself, "Here, how am I going to do it?" I feel like my holiness, my righteousness, my all of that, hey, you need to understand the operation of the seven spirits because we are not talking about the fruits and the gifts, but we are talking about what helps God or uh, the, the spirit by which God administrates the destiny of the whole earth, whether saved unsaved, saved Christians, Muslims, Buddhists, the, the spirit by which he administrates the destiny of the whole earth is the seven spirit of God. Now, in Revelation 4, verse 5, it began to say, And from the throne proceeded lightnings, thunders, and the voice and voices. Seven lamps of fire were burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. You know, now, the word lamp that was used here is not lamp that we know, like that we carry, but it's the Greek word lampas that was used here. And lampas actually represents a torch. Now, a lamp is for inside the house. In those days, they used to light the lamp and they put it inside their house to see. But when they, light, they lit the torch, which was like a flaming torch, it was for the streets. It was for outside. So when it spoke about the seven spirits of God, and it says seven lamps of fire were burning, it wasn't talking about inside lamp. It was talking about lampas, which is torches. So um, the lamp is for inside the house, but the church is for the streets. The lamp is, for the, is the light of the church, but the torch is the light of the world. I needed to understand this the lamp is the light of the church but the torch is the light of the world so when the bible spoke about the seven spirit it called him the seven torches of god that goes into the whole earth that goes into the whole world that hits the streets it's not talking about just the one that eliminates us within the church, where we're like, you know, Holy Ghost revelation, that's so powerful. It's not talking about Christianese. It's talking about what comes from the throne of God that is able to go into the whole world to operate, able to go into the whole world. And I don't know why, as I speak about the seven spirits of God and it being the pass of God that, that is able to engage the whole world. I don't know why I'm, I'm remembering the story of the angel that stood between... Um, the children of Israel and Jericho and Joshua went to the angel and said hey who are you here for are you for us or you are for them and he said I'm not for either of you I'm not for either of you why because and we know that who Joshua met was Jesus you know and he said hey who is he he's the captain of the host of heaven you know and we know who the captain of the host of heaven is but you see in that point he's his uh, manifestation was not manifested just as the Jesus for the children of Israel, but it was manifesting as the pass of the whole world. The one that is able to interact with Jericho and able to interact with the children of Israel. The one that is meant to bring judgment and meet justice to everyone on the earth and cause there to be equity irrespective of the God that you serve. Because there are general rules that govern the whole earth and govern the entire humanity, but there are rules that govern the church. Oh, so, oh sorry mute your microphones please please mute your microphone so at this point, he's talking about the the, the touch to the whole world, you know, and he says, hey, I'm not for you. I'm not for them. What I'm teaching you guys this morning is so critical so that when you even go into the place of prayer, you can understand that you should not be timid as a believer. And you don't need to misinterpret the manifestation of the spirit of God and limit it to the, to the place of, co- you know, where you are comfortable within the church. But understand that there is a dimension of the operation and the administration of His throne that is to the world. Please mute your microphones. Um, so now, um, it, 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 said, it now begins to say, "And now I looked, and behold, in the midst of the throne and of the four living creatures, and in the midst of the elders stood a lamb, as a lamb, as though it had been slain, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent into all the earth all the earth the seven spirits of god are sent into all the earth not just the church god's administration rides in all the earth on the basis of the seven spirits the holy spirit operates in the juris- in in every jurisdiction according to the seven spirits of god so jesus is the light of the world Jesus is not the light of the church only, but Jesus is the light of the world. Light connotes the testimony and the revelation of Jesus Christ. So he says, as long as I'm in this world, I am the light of this world. You know, for it is the, um, it is the, it is God, you know, in, in, in second Corinthians, he said, it is God who has commanded light to shine out of darkness, who has shown in our shone in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God as is in the face of Jesus. So you begin to realize that every time he spoke about light, he was speaking about Jesus. And the Bible says that he is the light of the world. So that means within Christ and within the personality of Jesus, there are expressions of him that belong to the world, not just to the church, not just to the ecclesia. You know, um, so we, we must begin to understand this as we look at the seven spirit of God. You know, so Father, we ask that in the name of Jesus, as we study your word and as we serve study the seven spirits, we pray, Father, that you begin to show us. And if there is any part of us that we have limited and we have tamed. Um, and we have kept away from engaging with the world because we have misinterpreted holiness to be safety from the world. Father, I pray you begin to show us. I pray you begin to break um, the previous mindsets and you begin Amen. to re- um, reveal to us, oh God, um, that the true expression of your spirit is in engagement with the systems of this world. Amen. Um, now, why, why, why are the seven spirits necessary? It says, and now you know, what is he that is um, restraining and he that is revealed um, reveals in, in time. He says, for the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. And only he who now restrains will do so until he is taken out of the way. And then lawlessness, the lawless one will be revealed. Whom the Lord will consume with the breath of his mouth and destroy with the brightness of his coming. Who is the lawlessness, lawless one, the Antichrist, the man of sin, the revelation of the man of sin? And he began to say that the only thing that is constraining him is the Holy Ghost that is in in the earth. He is the one that is stopping the manifestation of the antichrist, but how does he stop it through the manifestation of the fullness of the spirit of God? You know, and you know the Bible speaks about this in in different ways. But I want you to think about Zerubbabel and how the Bible spoke about Zerubbabel building for God, and it says that he the, they rejoice to see the plumb line in the hand of Zerubbabel. They rejoice to see um the measurements, the 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 um the width, the bread, how far God will go, where he will not go, how he will move. They rejoice to see it in the hand of Zerubbabel. But how was he going to rebuild Israel? He was going to rebuild it by the seven spirits of God. Now, it says a stem will come out of Jesse. You know, it called it a stem coming out of that's how Isaiah 11 started a stem will come out of Jesse the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him the spirit of understanding and the spirit of counsel and might, the knowledge of the Lord now it's interesting that he say calls it a stem coming out of Jesse not a stem coming out of David because in Matthew 1 when Jesus's genealogy is read he calls him the son of David but in Isaiah 11 he calls him the son of Jesse because in um, because it is associated with the commonness of Jesse to show that it is not about human royalty, but it will be about the spirit. So in Isaiah 11, it doesn't call it Um, coming out of david he said coming out of jesse because jesse was not the royal one jesse was just the father of david but it shows you that when he speaks about the seven spirit of god he's not talking about just a specific kind of people he's talking about any commoner that is able to receive god and is able to receive the spirit of god they are the ones that will walk in this strength and they will walk in this authority now it says that the spirit of the lord god is upon him jesus was not only born by the spirit but he was also baptized by the spirit the spirit came upon him everything god does he accomplishes by the several spirits upon a man do you understand what i'm saying so um jesus we know that he was the son of god that had the authority of God, he had the spirit of God, but Jesus had to be baptized. And in his baptism, the spirit of God came upon him in his fullness. And we began to see after that how Jesus began to walk in the authority, the strength and dominion of the throne of God upon the earth. So the seven spirits um, of imparti- uh, is imparted unto us and is given to us to take territory. And it's different from the gifts that is given to the church. When the seven spirits of God is operational in the life of a man, the person begins to take territories. Now, because it's, um, um, the, you know, we see the spirit of cancer, the fear of the Lord and all of that. But what is central, like the menorah that I showed you, is the spirit of the Lord. The spirit of the Lord. And it was by this spirit... That people like Noah were able to build by the several spirits of God. You know, um, Noah was able to do things that on a normal day, you know, he should not be able to do. Now, the spirit of the Lord, which is the first spirit, it speaks about lordship, governance and dominion this is what co- this is what came upon the judges of old people like joshua people like Barak, people like gideon it was the spirit of the lord that came upon them because the lord you know we have two meanings the lord speaks about adonai owner jehovah himself you know so he speaks about the spirit of ownership the spirit of ownership the spirit of ownership the spirit of lordship when it came upon them people like gideon that said ah who am I? I'm just the least of the least of the least of my father's house. The next thing you begin to see Gideon take ownership and get your leading an army and get your saying things like, listen to me, if you're afraid, go back because we are well able to take. You see the spirit of the Lord. When it begins to operate upon a person, the person is able to stand in a matter as though it was God that was standing in the matter. It gives you the capacity to do what normal people cannot even, you know, dare to do, cannot even think about doing. So when the name of the Lord is, implies judgment, implies being a judge, and it takes the seven spirits of God to operate in the governance and dominion, just like people, um, just the way that people did in the Bible, people like Moses, you know. And you know when the Bible began to say that um, Jethro said to Moses, he says, hey, you know, this work you cannot do it by yourself. And the Bible says that God took of the spirit that was upon Moses, and he put it upon seven people. What was the spirit that was upon Moses? It was the spirit of the Lord. Because Moses was able to meet our judgment, Moses was able to perform functions that it was not normal for one man to be able to perform. All the spirit, um, all the function of the the judges was done as a result of the spirit. It was done as a result of the spirit. So you need the spirit of the Lord to rest upon you for you to be able to take ownership. Now Noah showed a picture of this By being able to handle all the animals that entered the ark. How could one man control all the animals? How could one man be able to lead snake? He was able to lead lion. He was able to lead the bear. He was able to lead um, all these animals. Why? Because the spirit of the Lord was upon him. The spirit of ownership and dominion. So when God gave man dominion in Genesis 1, Part of what God placed upon him was the spirit of the Lord, the spirit of the owner, so that man could take control of the earth. Now, I am saying this to you so that you begin to understand that what has been missing in your chase, what has been missing in you being able to cause that thing that God is building through you to spread through the whole earth, is the operation of the spirit of the Lord. You have a business. And you know that it provides solutions for people. But you have been operating on the, in a small way. You have a ministry. And the message that God has given to you is so great and so powerful. But you have not been able to break the boundaries of your locality and spread it to the whole earth. You need to come into the operation of the spirit of the Lord. It was the spirit of the Lord that was upon people like Joshua. That made it possible for Joshua to cause the son to stand still until he was able to win his battle. Why? The spirit of the Lord, the owner, and dominion of the earth is what made it possible for him to command the son. And the son responded to Joshua. Now, um, it was the spirit of the Lord that was upon people like Isaiah. When Isaiah was able to uh, delay the son, you know, he was able to control the dial of Ahaz because, you know, he says, oh, what will be the sign that God has heard me, that I will not die, you know? And he said, what do you want? And he said, okay, now let the son go back. You know those kind of crazy things is the spirit of lordship that was about people like Elijah, and Elijah was able to say it will not rain and it did not rain, and then he went back to pray, and came back, and said, it will rain, and it rain, so when the spirit of the Lord is at work within a man, you speak as though you were God, you stand in positions that God could stand in, you bring judgment to the, uh, the way God will bring judgment to the earth, I needed to understand, so it's not just about you standing and saying, hey, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, oh, I know who I am, I can do what is, do you truly understand that it is an expression of God's spirit that makes it possible for you to control these things that makes it possible for you to cause these things to manifest so this morning i want you to pray because we just first touched on the spirit of the lord and i want you to begin to ask god to help you that because the holy spirit is the is the is the fullness of all of this spirits he's the one that causes each one to manifest so ask ask god that lord Let me understand the spirit of dominion that has come with the package of the Holy Ghost. Help me to understand it. Help me not to limit the expression of the Holy Ghost because there is a dimension of you, Holy Spirit, that is the owner of the earth, that is the owner of the whole world. Help me to understand what it means to walk with the spirit of the owner. Help me to understand what it means to not be limited in expression. I want you to pray this morning. Ask the Lord that there will be an act activation of the spirit of Adonai inside of you. That there will be an activation of the spirit of ownership. There will be an activation of the spirit of dominion and dominance inside of you. Are we together? Are we praying together? Ask God that even as you have heard about the spirit of the Lord, even as you have learned about the spirit of the Lord, that you will no longer be limited. Let there be an activation inside of you that makes it possible for you to break the boundaries. There are things that God has called you to do and you have been timid you have not been able to, perhaps you are even in agriculture, you are even in farming, you know, you are in things that even have association to do with the physical earth, and you have said to yourself, how can these things be? You need the spirit of dominion, you need to understand the working of the spirit of dominion. So Father, I pray that in the name of the Lord Jesus, even as you have called me to take the gospel to the whole earth, help me to understand the spirit of dominion, help me to understand oh God, what it means for you to be the one that is in control what uh, yeah.
1: it means to be one that is not limited in expression. What it means to be the one that has ownership, over, over all of yeah. <laughs> no, that I might my <laughs> <laughs> কত কত করব আবার কাটাবো না কত হবে দেখি কত হবে কত কত করব বাবা বাবা করব বাবা করব বব করে করব বাবা কি দেখেশ চে করে দেবো and,
0: you know, this morning I want to pray specially um, for people that the Lord has called into government, into politics, uh, people that the Lord has called. Um, into areas of life that has to do with um, ruling the boundaries of the earth. It may even be a physical work that you have. You may even be an oceanographer. You may even be someone um, that is into forestry, you know, things that have to do with the earth. Um, I even pray also for people that have to um, spread things. You know, God may have called you. I remember when I was talking to you about dominance, which is the highest level of multiplication, which is, a that, which is the work that God has called man to do. He says dominate. But you cannot dominate the whole earth if you don't have the expression of the spirit of the leader or you don't have the expression of lordship coming out of you it is a spirit of dominion that makes a man to be able to enter a nation and you look at the land and you say i will take this land you are coming from a nation that is broken you are coming from a nation that does not have the amenities that this new nation has but you walk into this new nation and you say i'm going to take this nation i'm going to take this land and as you enter there you begin to pray you begin to pray you begin to make decisions you begin to decree you begin to set things in order in that land it takes the spirit of the lord So I pray for you in the name of the Lord Jesus, that as you hear these words that I speak, let it become the trigger. Let it become the fire that lights inside of you the flame of the lordship of god so mm-hmm. that when you arise you will no longer be timid Amen. you will not be afraid Amen. but Amen. And the courage that accompanies dominion it will accompany you in the name of jesus Amen. Amen. You already have the holy ghost and i pray that god will unlock this part of you in the name of jesus Amen. Amen. The, the, then you know because remember i told you that they are twin spirits so it speaks about the spirit the twin spirit of wisdom and understanding they work together now through wisdom a house is built but by understanding it is established through wisdom it is built it is constructed it is created but by understanding it is established now the spirit of wisdom comes into a man's life to help him to know what God's plan is and give him the capacity to carry out the plan based on what he sees that's what wisdom does it helps you to know what God's plan is you know so when the spirit is at work within you you begin to see complex things as easy you you, you just see it so they tell you oh um, you're going to go and do a crusade in Tanzania and other people when they hear it, they say ah Tanzania Hey, how are we going to do Tanzania? No, 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 no. Because the moment when the spirit of wisdom is at work in you, you are able to see clearly what God wants to, to, to do in terms of timing, and uh, in terms of the manner in which God wants to do it, and in terms of design of how God wants to do it. So it gives you the grace to manage the, the will of God. So you hear Tanzania, you hear Crusade, or you hear um, Johannesburg, and you hear open a new branch, and you are not taken aback. Why? Because the spirit of wisdom is almost a spirit that shows you the blueprint you know and it shows you the pathways and it shows you how you are going to engage the different resources of man and the resources of heaven so the things that are complicated and windy to other people they are easy to you because you can see it you can sense it you just know it so people say to you ah how were you able to do it i'm sure you did not sleep for 10 years i'm like no no because why the spirit of wisdom is upon you you just know how to engage at every point in time. This type of operation is a wondrous operation. Like strange kind, cunning um, kind of ability that you have. So it's like David. David said, I am a wonder to many. I am a wonder to many. He wasn't saying that, oh, he walks around and people are like, whoa, David, oh my God. No. Basically, the things that David did is like, how is that possible? People look at him in his frailty. In his meekness he's a he's a young boy you know he doesn't have the kind of background that other people have he doesn't have the kind of money he doesn't have the kind of education how is he able to do the things that he does so you sit down with the david and you think oh when you sit down with david you are going to be here wait powerful things you sit down with the david and the david is gisting, he's laughing he's playing and you're confused you're like this doesn't add up so david said i'm a one too many. too Why? Because every time David needed to build or David needed to do things, he operated in the spirit of wisdom. In the spirit of wisdom. So that's why the Bible began to say, God began to say to Joshua, meditate and you shall have good success. He says, Joshua, you are afraid to occupy the shoes of Moses. Joshua, you are afraid to rise up and to build your own legacy, and to lead these people. Joshua, you are afraid to get up and do what God has commanded you to do, to start the institutions God has commanded you to start. He says, Joshua, you will succeed. You will succeed. If only you meditate on my word, you will have good success. The word for good success that was used here is the word "sakaw," which means wisdom. So when he said you will have good success, he was telling Joshua you will have wisdom. So wisdom. Is the same as being successful, having good success. There are different kinds of success. There's a kind of success you will have and it will take from you. It will drain you. It will kill you. It will break you but there is a success that is called good success it is clean when they remember your name they remember your name for goodness so you'll be able to weave your way through a number of things that sometimes you know even within short notice so wisdom is not about just knowing what to do or knowing that a thing should be done but it is knowing how to build it So wisdom gives you the ability to build. Wisdom gives you the ability to craft. I usually tell people when they come for my courses and they're like, oh my God, PR, your curriculum, man. It's almost like, ah, by the time I finish, I'm undone my life. I just want to, how, how? And I tell them, I never go to use people's material. to build. As a matter of fact, I build my curriculum first before I go and find research that backs up the things that I have said. So I, I, and what happens is that the moment I sit down to build a material the spirit of wisdom starts operating in me and it's almost like my in, in my if i were to show you my eyes at that time my eyes is like an interconnection of different pathways and I begin to see different pathways and out of one scripture I see like 10-15 different pathways and I begin to see what to pick out and I see the principle and I see the law and I see you know um, the standard I see all of it and I'm able to pick it out and then when I go back I actually see that there are laws based on experience and based (coughs) on trainings and people are able to do. and I see things that can Defend what I have written in my curriculum. Mute your mic, please. And why I understand that that's the spirit of wisdom at work. The spirit of wisdom you know how to build. Now, when you talk about the spirit of understanding, the Hebrew word is derived from like a perfumer who has a nose and is able to distinguish between different scents. That's, that's the um, root word for where understanding comes from you know because there are people who are skilled their nose are skilled they are able to take you know you give them a fragrance and they they Turn it like they're like, hmm, there's lavender, and I smell a bit of a uh, mint, and I smell a bit of this. You know, their nose is so skilled that they can distinguish between different scents. That's what the spirit of understanding, that's where the root word understanding has come from. So, people come and you know, they are complicated situations. And while everybody is shouting in the boardroom, and everybody's like, No, but you say the problem is if you go this far, this will happen, you are like a perfumer, you are skilled, you are able to descend. Which, which, which fragrance is coming out of where? So it gives you the ability to make complicated things simple, you know, and it's the same kind of spirit that came upon Aholiab and Bezalel. And so Aholiab and Bezalel were able to craft so Moses in the spirit of wisdom. He knew that, okay, a temple, you know, has to be built. Um, he, knew the, he knew the standards of the temple. He saw the blueprints and all of that. But Aholia Bezaleon had the ability to craft. They had the ability to decipher. They had the ability to break it down into a workable plan. The ability to break it down into a workable plan. And this spirit is necessary for leadership. If you're going to be a leader, because like Jesus, um, in the case of Judas, Judas was complaining about the alabaster oil and say, oh, this woman, you know, how could she break it? Jesus already knew that Jesus was Judas was a thief. But Jesus never dealt with people based on their obvious weakness, but he dealt with them based on what God was doing. So it takes the spirit of understanding for Jesus as a leader to step back and to not say, Judas, you are a thief, call him out in the first day or the second day, but to leave him operating with the 12 disciples because he understood the role that Judas had to play. So as a leader, um, when the spirit of understanding is at work in you, you know what to do at every point in time. The Bible says, and the children of Issachar, they understood the times and they knew what to do and their brethren were under command. So that's the spirit of understanding. The spirit of wisdom helps you to see into complicated situations and helps you to create pathways and create patterns. And you are able to come up with things that other people cannot come up with. But understanding breaks it down into a workable plan and how it should be done. So this morning, I need you to pray. My God, let the operation of this twin spirit, let it come alive in me. Let it come alive in me. Let me begin to operate in the spirit of wisdom. And let me begin to operate in the spirit of understanding. Father, before now, I had just modeled it up. And every time I read about the seven spirits of God, Lord, I just pass by it. But Lord, by reason of me hearing your word this morning, I want to come into a deeper expression. I want to be able, oh God, to stir up the the different arms of this spirit. My God, let the spirit of wisdom be awakened in me. Help me to be able to see things clearly. Help me to be able to see patterns. Help me to be able to read the trends of the world. Help me to be able to come come up with solutions, oh God, in the name of the Lord Jesus. My God, give me insights. My God, give me clarity. Oh, Father, the same way that in the spirit of wisdom, people like Mama were able to know how to do art. but Father, also give me the spirit of understanding. Help me to unlock it because I already have it, oh God. But help me to unlock it. Help me to understand, Father, how it works. Do not let me Live a limited life, do not let me live a limited version of myself. But God, I ask that in the name of
1: the Lord Jesus, that you will cause the spirit to turn up inside of me. Let there be nothing in my life, oh God, that is so complicated
0: that I don't know what to do because this spirit is given to me, this seven spirits are given to me to be able to operate in the whole earth. So, God, I pray that in the name of Jesus, in every way where my engagement with the earth has been
1: started, my God, as I begin to hear about. The
0: operation of your
1: spirit Help me, Father, to be able to embrace it, to be able to engage with the world in the name of
0: the Lord Jesus. As we pray I see the breath of the spirit, the fire in the lamps of people coming alive. I see the fire in the lamps of people coming alive. I see the people's lamps being lit. They are being lit. They are being lit. I, I see lights coming out of the lamps of It is almost as though you
1: have had this years, Yes, there has been no fire coming out of the lamp. Th- I should begin to pray that the lamp was the an expression of the spirit to come out of your life. I see your love being lit. Oh, Rapa, i a son of Jesus. In Jesus' name name remember what i said
0: to you it comes from the throne of god and the throne of god is the administrative mm-hmm. hub of god and it is sent to the whole earth hear me this is not prayers of god kill my enemy those ones are easier to pray this is not prayer of god i am coming out of no those ones are easy to pray but you see you hear these things i think eh, wisdom listen there will be there will always be a cap on how far you can go if you don't understand how to unlock these wells of God inside of you if you don't understand how to cause this touch of God to burn. Because it says this is what engages with the world. If not, you we keep engaging with the world based on the principles that the world has set? And the principles of the world can never make you greater than the world because they were set there to tame you, to limit you, and to keep you within the box. But it is the manifestation of the seven spirits of God that enables you to engage with the world in authority and in rulership. So as we are praying and saying, God, let the spirit of wisdom be awakened inside of me. Let the spirit of understanding be awakened inside of me. Do, mm. not, do not cut short the blessedness of being a son. Do not reduce it. Do not ever let any goodness that God has given to you to be, to, be, to be cast away or you don't come into it. No, 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 no. We must come into it. And as we were praying, I began to see lamps that looked like the menorah. And I began to see fire coming out of the lamps. And what I realized that it was like we were in a dark room. And there was no light in the room. So, of course, they were stumbling. And I saw a lot of people just sitting in the darkness because they didn't know where to go. And they were afraid of stumbling. So they sat in the darkness. But as we began (coughs) to pray, I began to see fire coming out of the lamps of people. And it was like our prayer was lighting the, um, several spirits of God at working people. And as those lights came up, um, illumination came into the room and the people that were sitting in darkness began to get up and they started walking around. And I perceive in my spirit that what the Lord is saying is the reason why the world is in darkness and the reason why even great men and great people in the church, people who pray for hours, people who study the word, people who who are, you know, supposed to do things, and people that God has called to rule, the reason why they are sitting in darkness is because we have not lit these seven operations of God. I remember, he called it the pass that comes from the throne, the torch that goes into the world. So I perceive in my spirit that what God is lighting today is not just the housekeeping inside of you, but what enables you to go out and to engage with the world, now, the, the, the second twin spirit is a fruit of might and counsel. It's a twin spirit real quickly. Now, counsel is, is a very strange virtue, but it's also <coughs> the spirit that operates. Now, the Bible says he, he has declared the end from the beginning. And from ancient times, the things that are not yet done, saying, my counsel shall stand and I will do all my pleasure. So um, you begin to realize that he spoke about Jesus. He says he'd been delivered by the uh, determined purpose and foreknowledge of God. You have taken, um, he spoke about how Jesus has been been taken by the lawless ones. He says, but he was delivered according to the purpose and the foreknowledge of God. So um, he was taken by the predetermined counsel of God. Now, when the spirit falls on the believer, he does not do things outside of context. That's the spirit of counsel. You do not do things outside of context. Plans are established by counsel. And it is by counsel that wise people wage war. So that's what the spirit of counsel is. You are always able to bring things into context. So when people say things like, oh, P.I., someone asked me yesterday after an Instagram live session, I said, "Ah, oh, Pierre, how is it that you are able to just answer questions? You are able to like, you know, bring the big picture. You're able, why? Spirit of counsel. Because every time I pray to God, I'm like, God, give me context. Help me to never interpret things based on where, please mute your microphone. Help me to never interpret things based on where I stand as an individual. But help me to see the big picture and to bring context to the experiences of my life. Because the thing about context is that you are able to endure things that other people cannot endure. Because you see it, you understand. The Bible says he was de- delivered according to the predetermined counsel of God. When um was a pilot, I said to him, don't you know that I'm able to save you? Look at the way I'm talking to you and not answering me. Just looked at him and said, are you for real? He said, no, my life, I laid down my life myself. And if I needed saving, I have hundreds and thousands of angels that, that can appear now and deliver me from all of you. But I will not do so. Why? Because the spirit of counsel rests upon me. And the spirit of counsel is a spirit that compels a man to want to walk according to the will of God. It is a spirit that brings context to your strengths, context to your wealth, context to your suffering, context to your pain. Counsel um, is a program. Progressive detail to purpose. It brings details progressively to the purpose of man, to the purpose of places. And that's why when it says things like, all things work together for good today that are called by God. Now, it is the spirit of cancel that helps you to understand that indeed all things work together for good. All things work together for good. Now, when you operate in the spirit of cancel, what happens to you is that cancel releases might when you have the counsel of god it gives you a certain kind of strength you know the bible says scripture says he does everything by the counsel of his might might is a displayed strength but might comes from counsel counsel produces might strength is in our spirit. we are strengthened by his spirit in our inner man so it is the spirit of counsel that causes us to have and operate in the spirit of might now the judges often worked in the spirit of might people like samson he walked in might. They did mighty things. You know, they changed. They toppled over government. They toppled over system. They were able to operate. They were able to break the altars of the Father's houses. They went to war. You know, the Bible says these men took over kingdoms. They took over territory. They fought the kind of fight that you're like, my goodness, is the Bible lying? How is this possible? It's the spirit of might. When the counsel of God comes, because what counsel does is that it narrows your options. You are no longer taken by, oh, what would these people say? What does this person think? Oh, what? no, 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 no. It narrows it to the will of God. It narrows your options to the will of God. And because you are no longer taken by the multitude of things, you are now able to bring your strength, funnel your strength into one pathway. And then you are able to walk in such a great strength that the world looks at it and they call it might. You do mighty things because you know what the counsel of God is the capacity of a normal human strength to display the strength of God's majesty. That's the spirit of might. Just the way that people like um, 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 uh, people like um, Gideon and people like Samson operated and even David, the spirit of might. Why? Because the counsel of the Lord rests upon you. The counsel of the Lord rests upon you. There are marriages that you should look at and you say, my God, this is a mighty marriage. Because when you see the things they do and the way they operate, you are like, this should not be possible to any two human beings. But guess what? It is the counsel, the spirit of counsel that activates the spirit of might. So put your hand on your head today and say, God, let the spirit of counsel be activated in me. Amen. Do not let me hear this sermon and take it for granted.
1: Yes. Do
0: not let me hear this sermon and a situation comes to me and I say things like, well, I don't know, I don't know. But God, help me to stir up the spirit of cancer. Help me to quest for it. Make that prayer. Help me to long for it. Help me to desire it, oh God. Help me to come into a place, Lord, where I am searching your heart and searching your spirit and searching you for counsel. There should be no situation that is so complicated that I cannot know what your will is. Help me to come into the place where I embrace the need for your will. Where I embrace the need for understanding what you want. Because when I walk in the spirit of cancer, Lord, I am able to receive might, because when I know what to do, I have the strength to do it, so God, I ask that in the name of Jesus, that the spirit of cancer will be activated inside of me, so that I can do great and mighty things upon the earth, so that I can walk in great and mighty ways before you, in the name of the Lord Jesus, Thank 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 you, precious Holy Spirit, thank you, precious Holy Spirit, thank you, precious Holy Spirit, People like um, um, Joseph, they knew the counsel of God concerning Egypt. Then they were able to do mighty things, and they were able to make Egypt a mighty nation. What has been missing from your life is the spirit of cancer. Cancer brings all things into context. And when you have cancer, you are not in a hurry. When you have cancer, you don't walk away from places just because it doesn't feel good. When you have cancer, you do not break truces. You do not break covenants just because you feel bad. When you have cancer, you are able to bring your relationships into context. You are able to bring your struggles into context. And the moment you do that, people may look at you and say, my goodness, I see how obvious weakness but at the same time i see her operating and doing mighty things Mm -hmm. why the spirit of counsel releases might now the last set of spirit is the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the lord we will touch on that tomorrow the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the lord and we'll begin to look at the things that people are able to do because of the fear of the lord but tonight today i just pray for you that in the name of the lord jesus The Bible says the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Even as we have testified concerning Jesus and the spirit that is upon him even as we have spoken about the fact that these spirits are sent out to the whole world even as we have come into a place where we are saying God we want to be able to engage the world in accuracy Father I ask that in the name of our Lord Jesus that as your people go through the day let these words begin to play in their heart let these words play in their spirit let them come into a meditation of the things that we have said oh God Father I pray that you will raise people who operate in the spirit of Adonai, the spirit of lordship, people who are not afraid to confront the world, people who are able to establish the boundaries of God, even in the physical earth, in the name of Jesus. God, I pray that you will raise people who are able to walk in wisdom and understanding, people who are are able to see the patterns in the heavens, and who are able to distill it into solutions, workable solutions for our generation. Let them come out of this prayer call in the name of the Lord Jesus. Father, I ask that your cancer will fall upon your people. That anybody who has been going through a complicated situation, anybody who has been saying, I just don't know what to do. I don't know where to go, my God. Let the light of your cancer be lit inside such a human being. In the name of the Lord Jesus. So that those people who their strength has been taken away from them, people who have become weakened, people who have become broken, people who are not able to rise up and fight and rise up and go and rise up and do what they are supposed to do because they have been weakened by a lack of counsel. My God, I pray that you will break the hand of ignorance and the counsel of God will come upon them. Let Amen. them begin to rise up like people like Nehemiah, who knew the counsel of the Lord, and they were able to do mighty works in rebuilding the wall of God in short a short period of time. My God, as the spirit of counsel comes upon your people, Father, I ask that in the name of Jesus, let them be able to do mighty things, mighty Amen. things, within a short period of time, in the name of Jesus, amen. Thank you, precious Holy Ghost. Thank you, Abbas. thank you, precious Holy Spirit. Thank you, because thank you, I know God. that you have heard us this morning. Because I know that you are lighting the lamps in your people. Amen. And as this lamp is lit, oh God, let us also be the light of the world. Amen. Let our generation come into illumination amen. because of the several spirits of God that have been lit in us this morning. Amen. In the name of our Lord Jesus, Amen. 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 Amen, amen. Thank you, precious Holy Spirit. Thank you, precious Holy Spirit. As you go through the day, one thing I want you to do is to believe God. Stay in the place of prayer. Stay in the place of asking the Lord. Stay in the place of seeking the Lord and telling the Lord that, Father, let these dimensions of operation, let them be activated inside of me. Let them be activated inside of me. Because I tell you the truth, you cannot take the world until you have been lit and you become the pass of God. You cannot take the world. This is the spirit of the administration of God. This is the spirit of the throne of God. That is why we may complain, but the whole earth cannot deny that he is Lord and he is God. It is because of the seven spirits that come from him. It goes beyond the walls of church. It enters into the whole earth. So as you go through the day, ask the Lord consistently, Father, this teaching that PI began, expand it in my head. Go back and look through um, the video. Go back and sit with it. Go back and pray with it. Yesterday when I was talking to somebody, they said, oh, "PI, the seven spirits of God. I said, yes. I said, because men have to fly. I said, people have to break loose. People have to come into what God has. In fact, I jokingly said, I said, they have to begin to roll with the big boys. And when I said that, I said, and I put in in it, I said, the big boys of the heavilies. Because what I was talking about is the fact that we have to begin to roll no. with the, in the authority and dominion that we have, but for you to come into that, you need to understand What is made available to you? It is the full authority of the throne of God that is made available to you. Understand it and stop playing small. You are the lampass of the world. You are the touch of the world. Without you, the world sits in darkness. But you cannot take the darkness of this world by just, oh, I know that I have the Holy Ghost. What is the Holy Ghost? How does the Holy Ghost appear and how does the Holy Ghost take territories? How does the Holy Ghost rule in business? Stay in prayer and I know that something will break off you and you will receive counsel and you will do mighty things for God. In the name of our Lord Jesus. Amen. 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 Ah. God bless you.